Welcome to the Impact Play. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that bridges out beyond than just gaming. We are not only blurring the lines between gaming, entertainment, sports, and music. We are even amplifying those voices and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at Twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play. By clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the Impact Play. However you consume your content, wherever you consume it, we are there. Join us on Patreon while several recruits and above get the show ad-free. Gold recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show, but they can even call in and be a part of the live show experience. Learn more and join today at patreon.com backslash the impact play. I'm your host, Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yagu. This is episode 107. On the agenda, we have xCloud Gaming is now officially available on iOS. PlayStation acquires Housemark, a Remedy and 505 Games partnership. A Sonic Plus Minecraft crossover. Reviews for Black Widow and The Boss Baby 2 Family Business are in. Star Wars Visions is coming soon to Disney+. Plus. The Phoenix Suns are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. Shakari has been suspended from competing in the Olympics. The complete list of winners from the 2021 BET Award plus the top stories of the week. Welcome to our very first segment of the show. Where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, essentially what we have been on. So, I've been, if you guys have been following along to our live playthroughs, I ha- I did play demo for Neo, Saves the World Ends With You, over on the Nintendo Switch. At first, uh, during the first hour, you probably won't have a, uh, you won't, you won't have a good time, but as you carry on through that second hour, the game gets a lot more fun, gets a lot more intriguing, I guess you could say, but yeah, you'll have a blast if you haven't played that demo yet already. But yeah, um, I don't want to talk about it too much because my VODs are up as well as my review are up on, um, it should be both available on the Impact Play Sw- uh, YouTube channel as, as well as my own personal channel at Itsyagu, ITS. Y A G O O H, and I for Rocket League, I did, uh, of course, you know, I buy literally skins every week, so I bought the latest one that's available, I, I believe, until the 6th, if I'm not mistaken, the Ford F 150, and as well as the Heat Seeker 2v2 limited time mode. I had a blast in that mode, like, it definitely it was enjoyable. Uh, other than that, I did watch Loki's episode 3 and 4, so I am caught up on Loki. I'll discuss uh, more on that on the post-show. Uh, I think that's it. I I started watch, watching a little more of Lucifer, but that's it. Like I'm not all caught up yet to fully discuss it. Um... Yeah, that's about it. That's all I've been up to. But hopefully, since we are starting like kind of on time today, I should uh, be able to do a live stream after the post show later on tonight. 
uh, hopefully we'll play some Rocket League. We'll see what else well we can play. But yeah. Other than that, that's about it. So without delaying too much, we're going to hop into the news. And we're going to start with your gaming play. Forza Horizon 5's Look Last Weather brings tons of variety. It will make every part of Mexico look and feel unique. This is coming from Tweak Town. That's a new one. Playground Games is making something special with Forza Horizon 5. The game will be a flagship experience on the Xbox Series X with 4K HDR, complete with ray tracing visuals and the Forza and the Forza Vista mode. But the immersion, but the immersion will come from all angles. The environments are ultra realistic and makes a Mexican playground and make a Mexican playground for sports racing. The devs are using high-end 12K resolution sky captures to make Forza Horizon 5 look better than ever, complete with new engine optimizations for global illumination, shadows, and dynamic weather. The weather effects in particular will go a long way with the immersion. Playground says the weather is localized, meaning different areas of the map will have different weather. There could be a dust storm to the south and the torrential a torrential rainstorm by the coast. The devs are also modeling weather patterns after real-life seasons, so expect to see the world change based on what time of year it is. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Like, uh, ever since I watched the live stream, I went back to watch the actual VOD, actual 4K VOD, and it looks so great. Like, like literally. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game when it comes out. Loki is now available in Fortnite, in this month's Fortnite crew, to be more precise. Uh, XCloud Gaming is now running on the Xbox Series X. Expanded PC and Apple device availability. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so essentially, what's going on here is that Xbox Cloud Gaming, formerly known as XCloud, is now being powered with Xbox Series X hardware. It was originally being run by Xbox One, but now it's going to be super fast with a little as lag as possible, but there's still going to be a little um, bit of latency because you are running off of the cloud. And speaking of xCloud Gaming, there is now an official list of xCloud, capable, uh, XCloud compatible devices for iOS. That you could, that you look into, especially the backbone, the backbone as well as the Rizikish controller, which is great. I'm I'm in love with that, as well as the Otterbox power swap controllers. Otherwise, simple. And now this next one is coming from Mac Rumors. XCloud gaming service is now available in iOS devices, but through Safari. And this is uh, written on June 28th, as of this recording. Microsoft Cloud Gaming Service is officially launching today. It is now available to be used on the iPhone and iPad through the Safari browser, says Microsoft. As of today, xCloud Gaming is available to all Xbox, pa- X- uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members with, X- with Apple smartphones and, and, tables and tablets and Windows 10 PC users. 
the servers cannot be accessed by visiting xbox.com backslash play on Microsoft Edge, Chrome, or Safari on a mobile device or a PC. But doesn't own for for uh, iOS. Keep this in mind that you, I tried using Chrome because that's my default browser. I like using Google services, but it doesn't work. You have to use the actual Safari browser to use it, which is usually the same with iOS devices. Even if you have like, for, I don't even use uh, the Mail app on my on my iPhone. I use I use. Uh, Microsoft Outlook, and even doesn't allow me to other apps to work it right. Even I, I use Google Maps as well, but it's still some um there are default, I don't know or something in the app where it doesn't let you customize it, but it uses Apple's uh services first, which is a nuisance to say the least. All right, moving on. Square Enix's Mana series is getting an anime, a new console game, as well as a new smartphone release. A smartphone app release, I should say. And it's coming from Kotaku. They did an, uh, a good job with summing this all up from their live stream earlier last week. Last weekend, I should say. So that's essentially it. So we are getting... Hold on, let me see something. The show is being produced by Warner Brothers Japan with animation duties handled by Digital Studio, Graphinic, as well as Yokohama Animation Laboratory. More info will be provided. So, so we're getting Echoes of Mana that will be available soon. As well as a free-to-play game that's headed to iOS and Android as well. No, well, here yeah, that's essentially it. <laughs> I did a nice job summing it up, but didn't give, didn't give us more information. All right, let's see. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut is coming to the PlayStation Five and PS. According to ESRB, according to uh, written up by GamesRadar. Sony and Sega, which have announced a new version, but the ESRB ratings have always been reliable sources. So while some details may be missing, this is as close as to official as it gets without a formal announcement. The listing appears... Uh, just essentially got a rating, that's it. But it is coming soon. Let me see if there's a release date as of this, as of today. Let's see. Oh, August twentieth. Just coming from uh, the PlayStation blog. Will arrive at the PS5 and PS4 consoles. All right, moving on.
Okay, so if you if you uh, play The Sims, there was an in-game event on. Well, I should say in-game live concert. I should say. Oh no! So it's a it's a whole festival that's available from June 29th to July 7th, and I tried playing The Sims maybe a couple of days ago. I had no idea what I was doing. No idea. <laughs> it was like <clears throat> completely different. But yeah, so essentially, uh, BB Raxa is having an in-game music festival. That's literally what drove me to it. So that's about it. So the in-game concert will de debut her new song. Uh, it doesn't say exactly when. And Simlish. Whatever that means. Okay, moving on. Sony uh, and well, Sony's PlayStation acquires Housemark to expand its in-house gaming roster. And it's going from Tech Times. I just want to heard heard that, that name before. Okay, moving on. Uh, so I, apparently, no, that that was uh, that's previously. Hold on, let's go into this more. This article doesn't give us any more new information. So here's another one coming from the PlayStation blog. They're waiting for it to load. All right, we'll go back to that while it's still loading. GTA 6 will reportedly be out in 2025. Will include a Fortnite uh, a map, an evolving map similar to that in Fortnite, but. You're gonna wait a little while longer for for this new game to come out, which is not surprising. We we all of you, we've been hearing our rumors and so on. Okay, so moving back to Housemark. No, we did Housemark, didn't we? Uh, all right, let's do Housemark. Today I'm I am thrilled. This is coming from Herman. Host, the head of uh, PlayStation Studios. Today, I am thrilled to welcome a new member to the PlayStation Studios family. I have been a fan of Housemark since the studio's early days, when they announced Super Stardust HD to PlayStation fans. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves the studio's one with incredible vision, capable of creating memorable new games that resonate with our community. The additional enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Housemark. Welcome to the family. So that's essentially it. And speaking of partnerships, Remedy signs a co-publishing co and development agreement with 505 Games for a multiplayer spin-off game of the award-winning Control. Which is not surprising, because literally every game that we're getting will have some sort of multiplayer built into it. Or if not, it'll come later on. So apparently, we're getting one last cousin, a uh, one last character, or should I say, yeah, 
for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Up until now, we've created all sorts of fighters and stages, Sakurai said. Uh, gathering all of these games, new and old, and compiling them into a single project is a task that has meant a lot to me. Now that I think about it, it's been close to 10 years since Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS was in development. I've been working in this for a long time, you could call it my life's work, but finally the next DLC fighter will be the last one. There won't be any more after that, it'll be a while before that announcement, but it'll be available this year as planned, so please be patient. Oh well, yeah, I should have known. And if you... And you guys aren't aware that the second to last fighter was uh, Tekken's Tekken's Kazuya. I'm not familiar with fighting games, so <laughs> I apologize. Alright, Sonic the Hedgehog is in Minecraft for the 30th uh, anniversary. Wow, what is that? Mm, okay. So, you have Knuckles, the Achida, Army Rose, Miles Tails Prower, Shadow the Hedgehog, Super Sonic, Dr. Ro Robotnik, and Dwell Some Chaos. But uh, Big the Cat does not appear to be confirmed yet. Minecraft players will be able to visit Sonic's popular haunts, like the Green Hill Zone and Chemical Plant Zone, and battle bosses, Rob uh, Robot Nink, naturally, and, the, and this new Minecraft micro, micro, uh, Marketplace content. Players can, nap, can also nap a free Sonic the Hedgehog character trader item. An upcoming two-week special event will feature Sonic the Hedgehog-themed mining games and additional surprises. Thank you, Polygon, for that article. Konami and the medium developer Bluebird team announced a strategic partnership and fuel even more silent hitters. So, uh, this is coming from Games Radar. Uh, Konami and the medium developer Bluebird team have announced a strategic partnership. We'll see them jointly develop being selected content. The news was announced in a, pre in a press release earlier this morning, the 30th of June, with a statement from Pietro Babiano, Bluebird Team CEO, which said, It is a historic day for me and the culmination of several years of our work. The fact that such a renowned company as Konami has decided to strategically co cooperate with the Bluebird Team means that we will also join the world's leaders in gaming and become an equal partner for the leader players in this market. To be clear, this isn't an acquisition of Blooper by Konami, but a strategic cooperation agreement, which means that our, that the publisher and developer will work together to jointly develop selected content and exchanging know-how. Essentially, they're going to work on content together. That's, all, all, that's what it means. But yeah, I'm looking forward to what this partnership, what fruit this partnership will bring about. And speaking of control, as we mentioned earlier, uh, actually, yeah, we already did that. I don't know. I don't know. This, I thought this was something new. So apparently, it's going to be a bigger budget sequel. 
instead of just a, a regular spin-off. Okay, so moving on. Former Bioware general manager Casey Hudson has announced the creation of his new studio. Making the announcement on Twitter, Hudson said he's been working with some colleagues on something awesome, revealing it to be the new company, Homa... 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 No... Why am I reading it wrong? Humanoid Studios. The company will be working on a new IP. Hudson added, with offices in British Columbia and Alberta, Canada. Today we are, we are announcing a new independent video game company, built to unleash the creative freedom of developers, bringing innovation and artistry to players through an all-new IP, he wrote. So he initially left Bioware back in 2014, after 16 years at the company leave, uh, leading development on titles such as Star Wars Knights of, the Old Knights of the Old Republic and the Mass Effect trilogy. He rejoined the company back in 2017 as general manager before leaving again last year, alongside Dragon Age executive producer Mark Dara. Thank you, GameTree.biz, for that article. So we have more updates on Diablo 4. It's coming from comicbook.com. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> okay. So we're getting new character art, character customization, realistic te textures, as well as much more. Uh, coming from their official Twitter account. So we're not going to go into it because spoilers. But if you guys are interested, you could uh, look up this article. So, EA is looking into having real players in college football game after the NCAA decision. The NCAA has approved legislation allowing college athletes to earn profits from their name, image, and likeliness according to an NPR report. Finally, so this is a statement coming from EA. We are watching the recent developments regarding student-athlete name, image, and likeliness very closely. It's still very, very early stages at this point, of course. And we plan to explore the possibility of including players in EA Sports College Football. For now, our development team is focused on working with our partners at CLC to ensure the game authentically showcases the great sports of college football and the more than 100 institutions signed to be featured in our game. This only was a long time coming. Pay them, kids. Take-Two has announced the acquisition of Dynamax. Dynamix, a French company specializing in video-based facial animation services for an undisclosed sum. The two companies had previously worked together on titles such as Red Dead Redemption 2 and NBA 2K21, with Dynamix also involved in the making of projects such as Netflix animated series Love, Death, and Robots or Avengers Endgame. In this announcement, Take-Two said the acquisition was motivated by the firm's latest strategic initiative to invest further in its internal development capabilities and to continue its goal to be the most creative, innovative, and efficient entertainment company. Going forward, Dynamics will continue as a division of Take-Two and work exclusively on its portfolio of titles. It will continue to be led by CEO Jasper Breton, who will reportedly who 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 will be reporting to Scott Balmont, Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer at Take Two. Thank you, GameIndustry.biz, for that other article. And play another PlayStation acquisition. They have acquired Nixus Software. 
Another one coming from gum, uh, comicbook.com. It's a, it's a Dutch game studio that describes itself as specializing in video games design, development, and porting. Nexus Software is based in the Netherlands and will join PlayStation Studios Technology Creative and Services Group in order to offer in-house technical and development capabilities for PlayStation Studios, according to the announcement. Okay. And speaking of PlayStation, and the developers are fed up with them. It's coming from IGN. After a console generation in which it seemingly abandoned indies in the face of the overwhelming su success of the PlayStation 4, it appears that Sony's struggle to court small developers is far from over. A group of indie publishers have taken to Twitter this week to express... Okay, let's make sure. To express... Uh, their frustrations with the console's giant, pointing out issues like its lack of communication, frustrating bureaucracy, issues with discoverability, and several limitations on when and how games can be put on sale. The conversation was kicked off by Neon Doctrain, co-founder of co-founder Lane Garner, who wrote a Twitter thread criticizing Platform X, which he said was a very successful console and does not have Game Pass. Garner Thread, which has been quote tweeted by several indie pub publishers at the time of publication, affir affirming many of the issues he lists. He criticizes the so called platform's access tools communications and interest in supporting indies. He calls out a lack of transparent processes, poor communication, an extremely limited ability to discount games, and an inability to get games promoted on the store without obscure or expensive methods. In a follow-up conversation, Gordon acknowledged that at least some of the issues he brings up are common across multiple platforms, not just Platform X. For instance, he remarked in his Twitter thread that wish lists have no effect, but he and others Later told that, uh, told that this is largely true on all platform consoles. It's really on, on Steam where wishlists are critical to indie game success. Similarly, those I spoke to confirmed lot checks, a term specifically used by Nintendo, which was used referring to compliance checks across all three platforms, are frustrating everywhere. There are, there are two people pointed out to me that PlayStation's compliance checks are were uh, were by far the most complex in terms of process communication and user feedback. So uh, that's a nice little uh, article. If you guys are interested in checking out, of uh, reading further into it, it's on IGN, and it's written by let me get the, by Rebecca Valentine. So we have a new uh, collab as well between Pokemon and Oreo. Uh, releasing this September. Pokemon this is coming from the Nintendo Wire. Pokemon 25th anniversary is still going strong. While the Pokemon company is getting ready for the first annual beat-off day that happened on July 1st, a new brand collaboration was announced on social media. The official Oreo tw uh, account tweeted out the following Twitter regret. So you're gonna... I don't wanna showcase it, but hold on. Yeah, all it did was it has 
a date on it, September 4th. And then Pokemon replied to that tweet with uh, a thinking emoji. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to... It's probably, it'll be like, what I'm thinking is like Pokemon themed Oreo cookies. And then, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's, that's all I can see coming out of this collab. So we have the full schedule for EVO 2021 and tournament lineup. And this is up on mpfirst.com. If you guys are interested in checking it out. Well, technically it was a tweet, but yeah. So we have August 6th through the 8th or August 13th through the 15th. We have Tekken 7. Street Fighters 5 Champion Edition, August 6th through the 8th and August 13th through the 15th. Guilty Gear Strive, August 6th through the 8th. August 13th through the 15th. Then we have Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. August 6th through the 8th and August 13th through the 15th. And this is going to be available only in North America, uh, Latin, and Europe. And tournaments will occur over uh, uh, occur over Friday, Saturday, August 6th through the 8th. And Friday, Sunday, August 13th through the 15th. So, moving on. NetherRealm is starting to work on a new game and ends DLC support for Mortal Kombat 11. So this is coming from the Twitter profile. Well, yeah, well technically Mortal Kombat <laughs> Twitter profile. NetherRealm is now focusing on its next project. After more than two years of supporting Mortal Kombat 11, DLC for the game including characters has come to an end. So there you go. So if you guys are interested in Summer Done Quick, uh, it is going on now as of this recording. So if you guys are interested, you can check that out at gamesdonequick.com. And as well as a good friend of mine is uh, going to be hosting it. From, uh, let, me get, let me get this ran up here. I look it up here. Because he has his he has uh, his podcast that is as well. Uh, give me a second. And it is that every week, but honestly, I'm blacking out on the name. Oh, the Bobby Blackwolf, the Bobby Blackwolf show, hosted by Bob by Bobby Blackwolf. But yeah, a good friend from the Land community. So if you guys are interested, be sure to check it out. Check out his podcast, and yeah. So. The Witcher Monster Slayer ARG launches this month. It's an augmented reality Android game. Uh, has a release date for July 21st for iOS and Android devices. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. We got a new trailer that focuses on skippable cutscenes and a new hint system. Which of course we're not going to go into because spoilers. So we have a little more context on what Avowed stands in Xbox's surprisingly broad lineup of fantasy RPGs, 
which may have helped her being a no-show at the Xbox E3 2020 event. During an interview with IGN's podcast Unlocked, Spencer was asked if Avowed will serve as a source of Elder Scrolls for Xbox Game Studios while the Elder Scrolls 6 is still far off. After Bethesda Game Studio boss, Todd Howard recently confirmed that Elder Scrolls 6 is still in the design phase. I think the games are different, so maybe I struggle a little bit to say that's our version of this. Just knowing what Obion, um, Obsidian Studio head, Fergus, or Quent or Cohart, and the team are going to off to do. Spencer answered, but when I think about our lineup, and I think about that more core fantasy RPG setting, I think Avowed is going to be an awesome entrance game. So he, he compared Avowed's place in the lineup to Fable. So it's essentially yeah, but yeah, we have nothing new. Arc 2, we have a release date, and Vin Diesel's involvement, and more. Arc 2 is a sequel to the immersive, immense, successful Arc Survival Evolved. Did I play that game? Let me see. I think I played it maybe. Wait, is that the dinosaur game? No, 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 it's not the dinosaur game. Hold on, let me see something. Let me see. Yeah, it is a dinosaur game. I know it. Wait, hold on. But which dinosaur game is this? Let me see. Is it the one that came out recently? Or is it... No, I think this is an old one. An older one. Yeah, no, no, no. This isn't it. I could tell. They're, they're a dinosaur mix, but no. Curious. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> so it'll be an Xbox Series X and S console launch exclusive. So Vin Diesel is in the game. And yeah, that's actually it. <laughs> So Doom Eternal's Invasion mode has been cancelled and will be replaced with hard mode. That sounds very similar to Gears' hard mode. Am I wrong? Alright. So Foncon buys Battlefield Dev's new studio and expands into Romania. This is coming from GameSpot. Funcom is making moves. The Norwegian publisher has acquired a majority stake in the Swedish game studio The Outsiders, which was founded by Battlefield's David Goldfarb, while the company was announcing plans to open a new studio in Romania. Funcom, The Outsiders, and The Outsiders were already in business together, as Funcom is set to publish The Outsiders' next game, the FPS Metal Hellslinger. But now Funcom owns The Outsiders outright following this announcement. So we're getting a new DLC for Streets of Rage 4, uh, July 15th, Mr. X Nightmare. EA and Hi-Rez are partnering up as well, are part- are partnering up as well with an in-game advertising platform that will apply to free-to-play titles by the end of the year. EJ, where did you get EJ from? EA announces four events ahead of EA Play. I have its e-play 
Life Showcase. So are we getting uh, July, we're getting one on July 8th to look at the future of first party intruders. July 13th, Independent Studios. July 19th, Madden NFL 22 All Access. July 20th, more EA Sports. And July 22nd, EA Play Live. And now, it's time for your entertainment play. And if you guys are huge fans of WandaVision, I'm sure if you guys have noticed it, if not, they did change its post credit scene. And they've added Doctor Strange for a more of a crossover type thing. And then we did also get a new trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And it also has a character uh within the show that we have not seen for quite a while and of course we're not gonna go we're not gonna discuss this further because spoilers so guardians of the galaxy volume 3 is starting principal photography by the end of this year in fact guardian star chris pratt recently revealed an an exact timeline on the prices tour for Amazon's so tomorrow, Pratt revealed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will begin filming around November before completing production sometime next spring. We will be shooting that at the end of this year and at the beginning of next year, so like November to maybe April, Pratt said in a stop on Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's coming from comicbook.com. Riddick's 4 is moving towards filming a show. Assurance? As sure as Vin Diesel. So he's saying he's still committed to making Riddick 4. And that's, he believes the studio will shoot in Australia when the time comes. That's all we have. The Flash confirms key stars to return for season 8 on the CW. So we have... Uh, Jess, uh, Jess Martin for... That plays Joe West. Candice Pratton, that plays Iris. And Daniel Planetbacker, that plays Kaylin Snow and Claire Foss. I've all reportedly closed deals with Warner Brothers to appear in season 8 after their contracts were initially set to expire at the end of season 7. They will join, of course, Grant Gustin, The Flash. Uh, uh, so that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. That's all we have for now. So, Black Panther Wakanda Forever production starts in Atlanta. It's coming from Variety. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to Black Widow. Let's see what the critics think. Thank you, GameSpot, for this article as well. 
GameSpot gave it a 6 out of 10. Fans hungry for any MCU entry, and all will find plenty to chew on in Black Widow. But ultimately, this movie is unsatisfying. That may be partially down to real-world issues that are outside of anyone's control, like the pandemic, pushing release dates around. But despite strong performances from the leads and the addition of a couple of welcome new characters, when it spice up the MCU's excuse me, future, this is Natasha's side story has plenty of inherent problems that drag it down regardless of any external factors. Deadline. Johansson is again in, in great... Uh, is again a great presence in the role, showing expert action in, excuse me, in action chops uh, through while Pooj is clearly led to lead her own franchise after the MCU debut. The Hollywood Reporter. On the craftsman side, Black Widow is top-notch, with muscular camera work from Gabriel Berenstein and a wonderful story by Lauren Balfa that ranges, that ranges from uh, gentle uh, pain, Piano to high intensity suspense and almost into the upper into the operative as it incorporates stormy. Wow, it's like I can barely see choral elements. The editing of the fight scenes is perhaps a tough, a tough to unrealistic, fast blurring and choreography, but the physical side never feels overwhelmed by CG enhancement. So not bad. IGN, you know what? I'm putting on mine. Glasses. I haven't worn them in a while. My blue blue light filtering glasses. Maybe that'll help because I have uh, the night light on my computer, which will filter out filter out the blue life the blue light on its own. But let's see. Hopefully, this will improve. Uh, where we left the IGN, right? Marvel's long-awaited Black Widow film shakes up the classic superhero movie form, styled like an espionage thriller. The film dinks into Natasha Romanoff's materials past as a trained assassin, opening up about her family and introducing an uninventive villain. Oh no, an inventive villain, I'm sorry. Taskmaster. While the film is piled with eye-catching action sequences, it struggles to strike a balance between action and family drama, and reinforces some of Marvel's tired tropes of women superheroes. It ultimately captures Natasha as a formidable fighter with unshakable morals, making her inadequate making her inadequate endgame uh, send-off send off all the more bittersweet. Well, wow, it's actually made an improvement. Black Widow is a... Uh, this came from comic book 4.5 out of 5. Black Widow is a well-placed and filled with exciting action sequences led by director... Kate Shortland making the movie a prequel to the last two Avengers films lowered the stakes by a large margin. But sometimes a fun little side quest is a preferable treat. The balance of action and comedy is an enjoyable return to Marvel's simpler days. And while the movie isn't the franchise's all-time best, it has some of Marvel's best character dynamics to date. Robert Ebert, 3 out of 4. As with a lot of the MCU, the third act here gets a little cluttered and repetitive, but when the film uh, re- recovers with a remarkable final action sequence that sends character and debris hurling through the sky, it's ultimately a film that works on its own terms, a long-delayed enriching of the story of a beloved character that will make her ultimate sacrifice in Avengers Endgame. 
consequence a B plus. Blackwood was actually aimed by its status as a post-Thomas ode to a dead character in the Marvel franchise. The audience already knows Nate's fate, which means Shortland's action-adventure can turn into a kind of tragedy. We get, we get to see how before she died. We get, she, get, she got to reconcile with both of her respective families. It's absolutely mid-tier Marvel. Alternatively, harmed and aimed by its late uh, position in, in the slate. But yeah. Now moving on to the Boss uh, Babies Family Business Review by IGN. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to go to spoilers. We're going to go into their final review, I guess you could say. The verdict. The Boss Family the Boss Baby Family Business delivers a middle road mirth full of action and classy clever jokes and wow. And featured the fun voice additions of James Marston, Jeff Goldblum, and Amy Setters. Marston's Tim borders on being unlikable for long stretches as he's so clever, uh, so overly concerned with being adored that he actually tricks his daughter into revealing her secrets to him while he's a young kid. But in the end, this is a decent follow-up that'll delightfully distract the family for 90 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's funny, the way he said it. I gave it a 6. Uh... It's satisfying, if not unsettling. A new entry uh, about Tim and Ted returning to child form. So F9 is expected to hit $126 million over the holiday weekend. It's coming from Variety. Another one on Variety. Disney Plus unveils Star Wars Visions, a first look in a release date. So essentially it's an animated series and there's a whole bunch of uh, Japanese anime studios that are working on it. And this was revealed at Anime Expo Lite or on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And it's going to debut on Disney Plus. Is there a date? Let me see. On September 22nd. WitcherCon. We have a... Release date on on July 9th. We have two streams. Excuse me, one at 1 p.m. and the other at 9 p.m. I'm definitely excited about that. And last but not least, HBO cancels Lovecraft Country after one season. The cancellation comes despite the series' very strong word of mouth. Lovecraft Country debuted its first episode in August of 2020. The season finale achieved a series high audience of 1.5 million viewers, becoming the most watched new episode of an original series on HBO Max in its first day in the streaming service. By the time the season had aired its finale, the Lovecraft Country premiere episode had managed to draw over 10 million viewers. The decision against a second season is not completely surprising. Of Lovecraft's Country was adapted from the solo novel of the same name by Matt Roof. However, HBO had been considering a continuation of the series. In October, showrunner Misha Green stated that she was in talks with the network about another season. She added she envisioned that the second season would carry on the spirit of Matt Roof's novel by continuing to reclaim the 
genre storytelling space that people of color have typically been left out of. But yeah. So, moving on to the sports play. So, if you guys have been paying attention to the NBA playoffs, it's, uh, let's see, today's the six. Okay, so in two days, the first game, uh, Phoenix versus the Milwaukee Bucks will begin for the NBA and the, and the NBA Finals. So essentially, uh, uh, what happened earlier, previously to this, was uh, I had a feeling that I, I was wondering, I'm like, when is Atlanta going to start with the momentum? And that's what that's Atlanta, Atlanta is known for. They have a momentum, they don't keep it up, they just stop. Which is essentially what happened here. They got beat by Milwaukee 42. And yeah. So that's essentially the verdict. And it's the first time in 47 years that Milwaukee will, will be in the finals. And if you guys watched the Clippers game, uh, there was a, oh, should I should say, not, not what a, but Patrick Beverly pushed Chris Paul. He was ejected, and that's not, that's not the only punishment coming his way. He has been suspended. One game without pay. Hector Santiago has been suspended for 10 games by the MLB after ejection for a foreign su su uh, substance. So apparently he denied it and he's going to be appealing the decision. Okay. Gabby Thompson becomes the second fastest 200 meter runner of all time. The NBA alternate helmets. NFL teams can begin wearing throwback uniforms Again, starting in 2022, but one franchise has already put the kibosh on the return of a popular throwback journey, uh, jersey, all thanks to the league's version of fine print. The Philadelphia Eagles have submitted to the league their uniform selection for the 2022, as the NFL had a deadline for next year's uniform attire that passed prior to the league's approval, approving the use of an altern alternative helmet last week. So yeah. So the Tour de France uh, 2021 is going on now. Uh, riders will complete in 21 stages over 23 days. And a huge congrats to Carmelo Anthony for winning the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Inaugural Award. The Atlanta Falcons signs Kyle Pitts. And, as, and Atlanta has now signed all nine members of his 2021 draft class. Uh, 
Jaden Sancho will join Manchester United from Barasia Bartmund for 72.9 million euros. Los Angeles Dodgers Corey Seager is out until after the All-Star break. So essentially he got hit by a pitch, so hopefully he'll have a safe recovery. So, saw, uh, Shaq Carey Richardson has tested positive for marijuana and is uh, set to miss a Olympics 100, 100 meter event, which is sad because it's not a performance enhancing drug and she stated she was using it to cope with the loss of her mother. So yeah, and, uh, hopefully, like honestly, this is what it comes down to. So, Trevor Boyer of the Dodgers is put is being put on leave by the MLB after an assault allegation. Miami's Pablo uh, Lopez has been ejected for beating Ronald Acuna Jr. on the on the first pitch of the game. And then Aaron Rodgers has been traded by the Green Bay Packers. Okay. And apparently the Buffalo Bills are close to a significant trade. For Zach, Ertz, he will not be on the roster this coming season. Alright, now, moving on to the last and final, sec well, not last and final, and final new segment, I should say. The music play. So we have the week's biggest news coming uh, compiled by Billboard. This week was was booming with baby news from Cardi B's surprise baby bump at the BET Awards to Jay Bovin's sweet baby picture. But while some artists are expanding their families, others are expanding their expertise in, in the entertainment field. The weekend announced his upcoming HBO drama series that he's starring in and in co-writing. While Young Thunk is set to make his acting acting de debut in a musical drama from producers Paul Fick and Tiffany Haddish. So essentially, yeah, <laughs> I literally summed it up. And then let's see. Lil Nas X finally announced his debut album Montero with a Marvel-inspired trailer. It's coming from OK Player. So that's essentially it. That's what sums it up. 
And now for the BET Awards 2021 complete winner list compiled by people. So for album of the year, Jasmine Sullivan won it for Hooks Tales. Best Female R&B and Pop Artist, H-E-R. Best Male and R&B Pop Artist, Chris Brown. Best uh, Female Hip-Hop Artist, Megan Thee Stallion. Best Male Hip-Hop Artist, Lil Baby. Best New Artist, Jivian. Uh, Best Collaboration, Cardi B featured Megan Thee Stallion, WAP. Best Group, Lil Sonic. Dr. Bobby Jones Best Gospel and Inspirational Award. Uh, Kirk Franklin for Strong God. Best Her Award. SZA for Good Days. Video's Choice Awards. Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce Savage Remix. Video of the Year. Cardi B v- featuring Megan Thee Stallion. Wow, wow, she went a whole lot. Video Director of the Year. Warner Brothers. Uh, I'm sorry. Bruno Mars and Florent Deschard. Best International Act. Barnaboy from Nigeria. Best Movie. Judas and the Black Messiah. Best Actress. Angela Day. Best Actor. Chadwick Bosman. Youngster Award. Marseille Martin. Sportswoman of the Year Award. Naomi Osaka. Sportsman of the Year Award, LeBron James. So that's gonna be the news roundup for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it, but let me see if we have any last minute or any breaking news stories going on now. I forgot to mention this earlier. Happy July 4th, everyone. For those of you in the U.S., have a safe weekend. And, yeah, let's see. Okay, I'm not seeing anything else. Okay, so here's something. Skylar Diggins Smith. She became the f- fastest NBA player in WNBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 200. What's this? Oh, hold on. Steals. 100 steals. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to stare at it for a second before I understood it.
Okay, let me check something else. I don't want to say anything else. So, we're going to move on to Reader Mail. If you want to send us Reader Mail, here's how. You want to know your thoughts? If you have any questions you may have for us, we can link us to Reader Mail. And on the Discord server, we're leaving a voice.org at anchor.fm backslash to mpacplay. By leaving, or even by leaving us an email to readermail at mpacplay.com. Who knows, maybe even be featured on a future episode or even a special readable segment of the show. Thank you guys so much for making the MMA Player part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation in Discord and chat now. And guys, we're trying to unlock subs over on Twitch and we need your help. We can't do this without you. Help us elevate the show, take this podcast to new heights that we know we can reach, to even reach, to even uh, um, further improve our community. So share the stream, hit the follow button, hit the notification bell, and join us when we do go live, or even lurk if you must. It goes a long way, more than you know. And plus, leaving us a review, even just a reading, will help us tremendously as well. Have a great one, folks, and until next time, I'll see you on the post show.